welcome to StockTwits After Hours, where we provide a quick rundown of the day's market action from the folks at StockTwits, the largest community of investors in the universe. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to StockTwits After Hours. I'm your host, Riley Rosenberger, alongside head trader at Trading Experts, Shake Prisby. Shake, today is Monday, January 11th. Stocks finished lower, and the big news from this weekend was that Twitter permanently banished President Trump from the platform, and other platforms followed suit. How did Twitter and Facebook hold up in today's session, and what do you expect to be the results from these restrictions? Yeah, so following last week's wild events at the Capitol, Twitter led the way with banning President Trump, and we saw a whole slew of companies to follow. Facebook just announced that he's banished permanently, and we also heard at least a temporary restriction from Reddit, Shopify, Twitch, Pinterest, Google, YouTube, Snapchat, TikTok, and Discord. We saw Apple suspend Parler from the App Store, and then Amazon announced they'd no longer support Parler's web services, which effectively kicks them off the internet until they figure out a workaround. I mean, three quarters of these companies are just doing this for the PR move. Why the hell is Pinterest involved? But we saw what Twitter stock did today, down as much as 14% on the news, closed down around 7%. My suspicion in, in the motives for these moves is the cloud of Section 230 that now hangs over these companies, and they want to appeal to the left after we've officially ushered in a blue wave in the government. Section 230 is all about holding these companies liable for the content on their platform, which they're currently protected from. The argument is their platforms helped spread the misinformation that led to capital riots, so now these companies are backtracking. They're in a tricky spot, as they have to levy censoring speech along with potential implications of not censoring. Now there's a clear example for the government to attack these companies after the riots. I personally believe we'll see Section 230 be one of the top priorities of the Biden administration in a couple weeks. And this cloud could hang over the social media space for the unforeseen future. You mentioned Parler being ousted, which led to Elon Musk tweeting, quote, you signal referring to a new encrypted messaging app. Why are folks moving to this new messaging app? So over the weekend, Facebook announced that they would collect all of WhatsApp's data that users thought would be kept separate and was one of the major appeals of the app, which prompted the Signal tweet. This app allows users to send text, video, audio, and picture messages protected by end-to-end encryption. And Edward Snowden actually has been an advocate for this for five years. But the comedy happens regarding what people thought was Signal app's stock. So what happened with the stock? Signal app is not publicly traded. So instead, investors typed up SIGL, which is a Texas-based biotech company called, you guessed it, Signal. This company is backed only by the founder, Chris Heimel, with no operations and no employees. It closed last Wednesday at 60 cents a share. Upon Elon's tweet, it briefly traded above $70 a share. Last week, the company had a market cap of $55 million, close today, worth over $3 billion, all off a mix-up. I just hope founder Chris Heimel's cashing out on this hilarious mistake. His net worth went something like a couple million to half a billion in this move. Lordstown Motors charged up 23% after the company said it had over 100,000 pre-orders for its full-size all-electric pickup truck. We've heard a lot about the prospects of an electric pickup. Do you think we'll actually see this ride on the road? This Lordstown truck is fully focused on commercial fleets and their production facilities at the old GM plant in Lordstown, Ohio. I definitely think we'll see this electric pickup hit the market, but one huge clarification is that these pre-orders are non-binding and the companies didn't have to pay anything up front, which sounds to me like Lordstown wanted to pump the numbers up a bit. Remember when Elon had pre-orders for the Cybertruck, a $60,000 car with a $100 pre-order? I pre-ordered one. I don't plan on buying the Cybertruck. That's a fear in these pre-orders, but- 
Aside from that risk, this is huge news for the company. It's especially important because according to CEO Steve Burns, this doesn't account for any interest they're receiving from federal, state, municipal, and military fleets. And you know, we saw how the stock responded today. As soon as this news hit the wire, it exploded. Lordstown closed up 23%. After the close, Walmart announced plans to launch a fintech startup. The company didn't provide any details, but it did name drop one of the partners involved. Will Walmart help us save money and live better with its next venture? So Walmart's teaming up with one of the investment firms behind Robinhood named Ribbit Capital. John Ferner, CEO of Walmart US, explained the motivation behind the move, to which he talked about how there are millions of Walmart customers out there that have zero financial assistance, and the goal is to help these people out with unique and affordable financial products. This company, Ribbit Capital, has a great track record in the space, backing Robinhood along with uh, Credit Karma and Affirm. This is a hot sector, and it seems to be a very positive catalyst for a Walmart. Neo had its Neo Day over the weekend, and the stock gapped up and ticked a new all-time high. Then after the close, the company announced an offering of $1.3 billion convertible senior notes. The stock is up 14,500% in the past seven months. But what does Neo have planned with this new offering? So we've seen Tesla pull this move twice in the past three months, and this is just a standard company procedure for a growth stock once it goes vertical. Once the stock explodes, the company's market cap goes along for the journey, and the company then has a secondary offering to raise money at these new valuations. As you said, they're up nearly 15-fold in half a year. Wouldn't you want to raise money at these levels? They actually raised money with a secondary back on December 14th at 39 a share just four weeks ago. This is my favorite part of the move. This morning, they unveiled a new luxury sedan to continue to pump the stock to where it closed at 62 today, which is 59% higher than where they had a secondary offering less than a month ago. Then they announced the newest secondary offering right after the close. Just absolutely flawless execution by company management. But these electric vehicle stocks, man, they've made some crazy moves these past few months. You have to wonder if the song and dance will come to an end anytime soon. All righty, Shake. Well, that's all we got for today. We'll tune in again tomorrow after hours. Sounds good. You've been listening to StockTwits After Hours. To learn more and subscribe today, visit StockTwits.com. All opinions expressed by the host and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinions of StockTwits or their affiliates. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a recommendation to buy or sell any security. The podcast is also not a research report and is not intended for the basis of any investment decision. Guests may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast.